Look like I'm fresh out the water, put that on my daughter, I'm dripping mystique. Pin to the pad of my author and marathon jogger, been running for weeks. Yeah, I tell no lies, my eyes on the prize, you lose by choosing to blink. I found a treasure by taking on pressure and pushing myself to the brink. Looked in the mirror to tell me that I'ma be wealthy, I said I concur. What's going on? This is City Chapters Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby J. And today is chapter six with Jade Warpenberg. Um, Jade uh, is in a transition, but he was the previous co-owner and cinematographer at Kindness, which was a cinematography studio downtown. Me and Jade know each other from playing soccer. That's where we originally met. Yeah. So we've played soccer together for quite a few years now um, on the same team. And sometimes on the other team <laughs> against each other, which I don't prefer, but, you know, it is what it is. So um, uh, he graduated from Vancouver Film School and Eastern um, Washington University. You can find him on imdb.com to view the projects he's been a part of, including Z Nation, where he was the director of photography for 11 episodes from 2014 to 2017. You also might have seen his face on ads from Global Bank. Uh, I certainly do every time I go to Safeway on the South Hill. I'm like, yo, that's my dog. That's Jade right there (laughs) on the little dividers for the groceries that you put on the thing. So, um, yeah, that's that's my brother. I've always been interested in his work. Um, So this is an opportunity for me and him to sit down and really talk more about that and for me to learn more and for you people out there that are interested in film locally this is one of the guys so um yeah there it is that's my little intro for my brother here jade and uh how you feeling today man good good yeah the weather's been uh not so uh not so great but yeah. just got married the patent in this past week so yeah yeah things are things are are looking good yeah was it kind of uh was the wedding supposed to be outside? How did that guys it, go for you guys? It uh, we, yeah, we, we were planning for it outside. We did it on Lake Coeur d'Alene, yeah. um, and it was raining the entire day. Yeah. The Airbnb, the water line broke right oh, in the morning, no, so we were man. out of water for like eight hours. But wow. as the day kind of progressed, like and we, as we got closer to the ceremony, uh, the cl- the the skies cleared, and and oh, it yeah. ended up being a pretty magical night. So oh, yeah, awesome, yeah. man! I'm glad. That's uh, sometimes those kind of things will test you. Yeah. And then right at the end, you get that break, you know, yeah. <laughs> God will bless you, you know. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, man, it has been like West Side weather over here. Like middle of June, it's just pouring rain, floods, like insane. Yeah. If it's not fire, uh, luckily, hopefully that fire season gets a little, a little delayed, but we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I know everybody keeps saying like, oh, at least we won't have a fire scene. And I'm like, well, that depends on the temperatures because yeah. <laughs> if it, if all this rain comes and all this brush grows and then it gets really hot, like we're going to have a worse fire season than normal. So we'll just pray for the best, though. And I don't mind rain, but it's just getting a little much yeah. this late in the season for us. Yeah. You know, it's definitely like more west side weather. So um, anyway. The one thing I've never really got to know about you um, in the years that we've known each other is like your backstory, your ethnicity. Um, so, yeah, just tell us about that. Yeah. So I guess starting starting from the beginning, um, I was uh, about a year old when when I got adopted. 
Um, and I'm, I came from South Korea and like at the time South Korea in the eighties was like a pretty like poverty stricken, like, you know, nowhere near what it is right now. Like it's a, you know, like a yeah. technological giant. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I came from a single mom. Um, you know, she, I think the little that I do know of her, like she very much was, was, was cognizant of the fact that like, she wasn't going to be able to raise me. Um, and so I, I don't know, I, I, I really don't know where I'd be today if, if, it, if I, I didn't get adopted. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, my, my, my parents, um, at the time that I was adopted, uh, yeah, my mom said that she couldn't like biologically have a child. So they, they started to look into that process and mm-hmm. it took about six months and then came over. Um, yeah. And then as I kind of like grew up, I grew up in the country. Um, so we, you know, we had, I had a class like of 15 kids and then where were you at? Out in Spangle. Spangle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like very yeah. much a farming community oh, and yeah. like, you know, like the lack, I think, I think it was for me, I never really like saw, I was only around, you know, Caucasian white people, white people. <laughs> and so, Spangle? yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it was like a weird, like going. Yeah. So I, I, I went I, I started kindergarten through eighth grade. I was, I was in Spangle and, yeah. um, going into high school, I wanted to play soccer. And so then I, tra- I, I, you know, uh, transitioned over to LC and mm. it, you, those, those worlds couldn't be farther apart. Oh, for sure. And so it was the first time I saw like actual diversity within like, yeah, I mean, really ever, like ever, ever. ever. Yeah. yeah. And, and wow. it was, I think, I think it, it, you know, as a high schooler and especially like the way that I was, I, I was still pretty like, uh, to myself and like, I, I, I didn't really like, you know, I didn't have too close friends, but, mm-hmm. um, even then it was kind of like the, it's pretty eye opening. Um, mm-hmm. and I think like it's, it's something that I, you know, even right now, like Spokane still probably has a lot to do in catching up in terms of like, it's, it's, it's diversity or just like accepting different, different cultures. But yeah, from, from when I went to high school to now, like I've seen Spokane, um, um, grow so much. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and this is, I guess, kind of jumping slightly ahead, but like, this is something that I, when I I've talked with students before, just relating it to like the film community, like what it was in the nineties when there were only like a couple production companies around to mm-hmm. what it is now and to, to, to how, you know, uh, more accessible things are like, I think that, that it's only looking it's only like up and up from here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of going back to high school. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, a lot of my friends, uh, who I ended up kind of like doing film stuff with, they had already, they, you know, they always said that like they knew they were going to do film from like a super early age. And Mm. like that, that wasn't, that really wasn't me. Like I, I played soccer. I was pretty good at soccer, but I was, uh, I guess yeah, I was a, I was a really 
terrible, (laughs) terrible student. And like (laughs) my mom was an English teacher. Mm -hmm. And so we had at it all the way through high school. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I really didn't kind of like, I didn't, I wasn't like focused on, on one certain thing. And so going out of high school, I went to junior college over on the West side. I played soccer for a little bit and I still was kind of like lost in like actually like my career focus. Cause I kind of knew it, you know, I, I knew at that point that I wasn't really going to like make it professionally in soccer. And, and so I, once I, once I kind of stopped doing that, then I had to like, like actually sit myself down and like say like what, what I, I want to do. And that, that took, it took a long, long time. And like, I was definitely, you know, being away from my family and, and, and kind of having, you know, the foundation up into that point, which was soccer taken away from me as well. Like it, it was, it was, it was really, it was tough. It was really, Mm. really tough. And like, Mm -hmm. um, if it wasn't for, you know, I, I kind of like happened, I stumbled upon a black and white photography class. And I remember like the, that, that first quarter that like, that was the first time that I had like actually been engaged that I'd wanted to go to a class that I was like looking forward to like what, what was going to come next. Like that was the, yeah, it was the first time ever in my, in my kind of like school life that I'd, I'd had that feeling. Um, and so something, I guess something in me clicked, it just took like 20, 20 years to finally like, you know, see like maybe this is maybe this is an actual path to like go down. And then I took some other like film studies classes, mm. uh, came back to Spokane, then went to Eastern to their film program, went through theirs, and then went up to Vancouver um, uh, to their to their film school. And like just it was just like a year long intensive program um, that, you know, you're doing like 12, 14 hour days every single day, whether it's schoolwork or like you know you're you're helping out your friends their friends um on 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 sets and after that year i stayed up there for another year then just like did whatever Mm -hmm. all of it was for free Mm -hmm. um but you know outside of la like vancouver is the large one of the largest like um film communities vancouver bc right yeah vancouver bc yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah music videos short films feature films whatever um and i did that for another year and came back to spokane in like 2012 Mm. and yeah just kind of started back all over again and Mm. it's gone Mm. from there right okay um I'm going to backtrack a little yeah. bit towards when you were younger. So, yeah, growing up in Spangle, being full Korean, that must have been uh, probably a little challenging, I would imagine, because, you know, nobody else looks like you. Yeah. Were you teased at all? There was definitely, there were definitely moments. Um, I, I think I was still pretty, I think I was fortunate enough to have, like, a a, a, a group of, like, three, four kids that yeah. I had basically grown up from right. like when we were like four or five where yeah. like, I don't think they noticed either. Mm-hmm. They, 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 you know, they were just like, Oh, that's just another friend. But I mean, they're that's definitely, good. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, I just curious, you know, because like stereotypically you would think like, Oh, that must've been, yeah. was it, <laughs> you know? And I like to ask those hard questions because I mean, that's, that 
those obviously first years are formative on how you see yourself and like how you blended with your community yeah. or didn't. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty wild, man. Taken from Korea, adopted, and then placed in Spangle. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Couldn't have been yeah, a, like a, that's, more opposite. <laughs> yeah, like insane. Um, what? So another question I had is, you said you wanted to go to a high school that offered a soccer program. How how did you know and like fall in love with soccer growing up in Spangle? How did like your uh, gravitation yeah. get to soccer? It was I think uh, it was Sitting my parents your blood? just kind of threw threw me into every single sport. Like okay. they got I, I it was either like I was soccer then I was I I was pretty good at baseball and i probably have done that if they weren't in the same seasons yeah and then they they threw me into wrestling because i got i was just i was wrestling i got kicked actually got kicked off my bus line uh because i was wrestling with my friend every single day at the back of the bus so they're yeah, like well yeah. why don't we just why don't we just do just do that so mm-hmm. i think they were just my parents were just like he is really he has a lot of energy mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're just gonna put him into everything and i mm-hmm. i think i naturally gravitated towards okay. soccer and so you were obviously just playing some soccer programs, but mm-hmm. then in high school they didn't have an actual soccer program. Yeah, so out, you out had of a school yeah, in Spangle. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. got you. Yeah, um, and so when you came to LC, what year did you graduate? Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Okay, yeah. I'm oh seven. So uh, that. And where your your family was still out of Spangle, yep. so you were just getting taken. Yeah, there, my mom would drop me off, drop you off, and there. leave me under the skate park. Yeah. I'd skate an hour before school. And yeah, then go to UTF. School. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, pretty sad. I used to skateboard there too, man. It was a yeah. cool place. Dangerous, but dangerous. it was cool. Very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that being the first time you've seen some diversity, but even so still in Spokane, like we obviously don't have a big Asian Mm-mm. population yet. I mean, it's growing, but it's not, it's still very small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, did you end up befriending any, uh, any other like people. Asian Americans in high school or the, were there? There were like, I mean, in my class, like I, I had a friend who was, Korean as well, but like, yeah, there's still there's probably like probably under like one, ten exactly ten in 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 the class of four hundred, right? Um, and so I, yeah, even at the time, like, I didn't see, I still didn't see still that many, see, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was mm. it was it's something that I I think that it, it's it, I I I have thought more and more about like, yeah. yeah, when you don't, I mean, when you don't see, I, I, I think that the, just on a general, like on a general whole, like the fact that like more and more Asian Americans are becoming like, like, like seen and popularized in media is, yeah. is, is huge. Mm-hmm. Cause it is something where my, not necessarily for myself, but maybe younger, the, the younger generation of, of Asian Americans, like it's, it's, something that they haven't like they haven't had anything to look up to yeah for the longest time yeah a lot like if it's media media specific like it's it's pretty pretty negative up until this point yeah i know that's it um that's crazy to me because i've like 
I don't know. Maybe it's just because uh, I just, I think there's a lot of things wrong with white culture. So, mm-hmm. so I look and I love other cultures, like, and I've always, you know, um, appreciate the differences of other cultures. But I guess for me, like with understanding you is like that being somewhat or was it at all like an identity crisis, like, you know, not knowing or having anybody really around that looks like you, though you were raised with white people, mm-hmm. it's still got to be like this kind of weird feeling coming, like knowing you were born in Korea, you don't get to, you know, know your mother, you don't get to know any of your immediate like bloodline yeah. and raised by this white family in Spangle. It's maybe you don't notice those things when you're younger, but as you got older, were those things that you started to think more about and how it like formed you as a person. And you got to the West side too, um, to go to school. And, uh, you said you went to Vancouver, which has a big Asian population. So at that time you probably started to get to know and make more friends like yourself. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was a, a very like, just like it was a foreign experience to me, right? Like being around a majority of the people who looked like you, so yeah, it took me yeah. a, it took me a long time, and like yeah. it was almost like being around a certain culture for so long. Like I have adopted a lot of a lot of that, so like yeah, it, <laughs> I still right. was like very much like you know like the 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 the, the white kids the white that boy. I grew up around yeah. around, yeah. and yeah. and so it took me a, it took me a bit to like. Cause like Vancouver specifically, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I had, I was seeing someone who, uh, uh, was, uh, trying, she was Chinese and yeah. she had a, a large group of friends who were like, um, you know, they're, they're all Chinese as well. And like, mm-hmm. they're very, like, a lot of them are like traditionally like, like mm-hmm. Chinese. Cause there's, a, there's a huge influx, um, who live kind of like, there's a city called Richmond that's right outside of Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah. It was really weird. And I think yeah. that like for, for me, like it's something that I've never been able to like truly pinpoint like w- how it's, how it's actually affected me. Yeah. But the fact that I have grown up, you know, I, I, my parents uh, raised me extremely well. I love my parents. Yeah, I love all the people around me. So I think yeah. if I didn't have as many positive experiences, it would have been a lot more difficult for me to like yeah. try and like, Find I like way. that's that's uh that's good yeah. that's a great way to articulate it because it does seem to me whoever it always seemed this mm-hmm. way to me whoever raised you did a very good job you know you you hold yourself very well proper you're you know you're a strong individual you know with and the only time I see things get a little wild is when we on the soccer <laughs> yeah, field, yeah. you know, uh, uh, hey, all things are up yeah. when we out there, but <laughs> as soon as we get done, it's back to being respectful. I think, I think and, people are a bit surprised whenever they, whenever yeah. they, they've known me for a long time, just on a personal yeah. level and they come and see me play soccer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, Say I got to give you a warning yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I love it. Um, well, cool, man. That's, uh, yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad to know more about you there. Um, 
Have you ever been back to Korea or anything yet? No, it's something that I plan on doing here yeah. really soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's 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 such a beautiful country now, and like, yeah, I, I feel like it's something that that might be like the last piece for me mm. to like tie up. Yeah, I um, think in this whole journey. Yeah, I think that'd be an amazing experience. Yeah, and I've heard such like awesome. I dated a Korean um, for a little bit, and. Yeah, she was telling me about just things back home, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Sounds amazing. Yeah, sounds like such a cool place." So, um, because when I went to Ireland, now my family, uh, a few generations ago, came from Ireland, but uh, when I went there, man, it was it was such an amazing experience, mm-hmm. and and my attachment compared to yours and going to Korea is not nearly as strong, but, um, it was like everything I dreamed of. It, it, it did make me feel something that I haven't experienced when I've traveled anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It just felt like I was back home or like where I belong. And it, it's a hard, um, feeling to describe, but the people there, everything just felt like home, yeah. you know, and I, it's, it's odd, but it's true. You know, yeah. as soon as I flew in and I could see Ireland, I just felt like this elation, uh, this sense of like being where I'm supposed to be, Yeah, you know, in that moment. Like I knew I was like, I just knew I was supposed to be where I was supposed to be. And you don't get those moments often, especially sometimes for me in Spokane all the time. If you're here too long, it, it can, that same environment can be taxing. Um, so yeah, that'll be cool, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right, so let's go back over how you kind of stumbled in the film. Mm-hmm. You were you went to junior ju- junior, uh, junior college, college yeah, and you were yeah. playing soccer yep. there. You weren't really sure what you were going to do as far as your study. Yep. Yeah, you are just kind of whatever. Just, yeah, to and, be, I mean, to be like just hundred percent honest like i i took the black and white photography class because i thought it was going to be the easiest elective okay <laughs> and I'm like yeah. this is a class where I, I probably don't have to like take a lot of quizzes or read a lot mm-hmm. of textbooks and so like it was out of laziness yeah to be completely yeah. honest <laughs> <laughs> and so so you take that class and that actually sparked a, a yeah like a huge interest into it yeah yeah because i think like f- for uh, for photography specifically like it's such a it it it, it um f- you know i like i said like i was i've always i'm still pretty introverted at at this point but especially in going through high school school like middle school all that up until mm-hmm. college like i think photography like celebrates it and i think that that to be a a, a good photographer you have to like you know, and, 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 and as an introvert, you're looking at the world in a completely different perspective than someone who's maybe not so much, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's not so insular. And, mm-hmm. and so I think that that, that's why, like, I got so attached to it. Cause it's like, I can do this by myself and like, I can kind of excel at it by myself. Mm. And, and, um, and, and it's, that's fine. Like that's a, that's, Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna like be shame for it. And I think that that's like the biggest reason why, like I, I just kind of like 
gravitated towards it is because it's just such a like it was such a calming thing for me to do whether it was in the dark room or just like driving around the city or whatever like it was yeah it was it was without without that class i definitely wouldn't have gone down the career path that that i did mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so just the whole process of that class like once you started on the assignments and all that, it just like kind of clicked. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was just like, Oh man, like yeah, you just was, saw the vision of yeah. how this could really work for you. Yeah. And That's then cool. I was like, then I kind of was like, Oh, maybe I should try out, you know, a film studies class. Mm-hmm. And so then I went into the film studies class and like, it was the same experience where like, yeah. it, it, it just, just something, something clicked. And like, yeah, I was like, I, I was excited to do to do anything in that class and just yeah like I said like it, it hadn't those type of experiences hadn't really come up for me before mm-hmm. um and and after those after the film studies class and after the photography class and it's like you know not only was I you know doing really well in both of those my my I, I think having the support of the teachers is so it was so huge for me like you know saying like oh you you you're pretty good at this like a lot yeah. of the, a lot of that praise early on is so is so um beneficial to my confidence um and and so after those two classes i'm like well you know like these are the the this i could i could see the field that i was going into and after that i'm like well now i gotta really like push towards push towards it as hard as i can because there aren't there aren't a lot of other options. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, right. So th- this was at the junior college. Mm, mm. Um, then after your time there, did you get your AA? Or? Yeah, so I did one. I did one year there, and then I just finished it up at the Falls. So I moved yeah. back to Spokane. Okay, and then um, I got my AA at the Falls. And then I went to Eastern. Yeah. Um, and, and you got in for their film for, program. Yeah. And actually only did a year. I bounced around a lot. And so yeah. I only did a year there. And at the time, like Eastern's program has changed so much since I've, since I went it's there. It's pretty big now. It's isn't big. It, it's right? big now. But yeah. like when I went there, like they were definitely a lot more like screenwriting focused mm-hmm. just because like they didn't have the resources, the resources to, yeah. to, 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 focus on like the cinematography aspect that I was interested in. So I left, I left after a year and that's why I went up to, up to Vancouver is because they're, I, you know, I I was reading about them and like, they're definitely like, you know, they have studios, they had, you know, yeah. Millions of dollars worth of equipment. And like, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the place where I need to be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So how long were you in Vancouver then? About two and a half years. Yeah. A year for the program, year and a half, just like doing, doing whatever and what did you get a you got a degree from there yeah. was it a ba or it's just like a technical a it's tech. like a, it's a technical oh. college basically oh, okay gotcha yeah gotcha. yeah yeah oh that's uh that's awesome man so um what was your were you playing soccer in vancouver this is just no. a personal <laughs> that was, uh, it was like a, what's it was like little, up there that, man that was probably yeah. like after i after i got done playing at uh, junior college like i probably didn't play soccer for like six years oh really until i moved back to until i moved back to spokane oh okay. so I was, it was i was just done i was done yeah. i hated it i hated soccer after, oh. after i got done playing for, yeah. in junior college so i was like yeah yeah i, I really I, I thought i wasn't gonna play again 
Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But then I picked it back up. Um, I'm glad you did, man. Again. I'm glad you did. <laughs> so, um, was there any like <clears throat> pinnacle projects or moments up in Vancouver that uh, that you would like to share? Like any anything um, that was like stand out about your experience up there? Probably not project wise, but I had like the cinematography instructor um, who was this like, he's like this old Chinese guy who uh, used to work on like all of like Jackie Chan's early films. Oh, what? He was, and he was like, oh, snap. <laughs> and he, he was, um, uh, what's the best way to describe him? He, he's like the, probably like the, the Asian father like your typical asian yeah. father where like nothing was ever good enough <laughs> <laughs> and um like the master yeah, that is yeah, never pleased freaking like he was he was so like brutal in his criticism that i think that as tough as it was because hmm. like there would be times when like you know there'd be kids on like the verge like the verge of like tears oh yeah just because of how how like honest all the like all the time and like yeah. you rarely you rarely um heard any like compliments. actual compliments <laughs> yeah. but i think i think yeah. i i had built up enough confidence going going into the program where mm. i could handle that and because of the way he that he taught um and then i w- was able to work on a couple of, like uh just personal projects with him after i graduated i think that that That's... those those experiences like helped me basically like, I mean, I, any, I mean, art specifically, like you have to form such a thick skin. Mm -hmm. And I think not only do you have to hand handle criticism, but you have to like know where the criticism coming is coming from and whether it's constructive or whether it, you know, might not be as much. Yeah. It's baseless. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so because of that, but this guy, I, yeah, I yeah. trust, I had, I, I knew Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie yeah. Chan. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew, I knew he knew his stuff right. and being, yeah, being under him and like, yeah, being able to like shadow him. Like, Sounds awesome. Yeah. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's awesome now. Yeah. It, oh, it was hard at times yeah, I'm when sure. I was, when I was, but that's part of the process, yeah, right? Like yeah. what better way to learn from somebody that, that really, has the experience that's just i mean for in my eye i already see that as like being in like a movie itself like learning from somebody of that nature how to do film and this guy's you know like you said kind of that classic master that's like "Mm -mm." yeah it was that's not yeah and and the kids like there were 35 kids in my in my class and i still kind of like kept up with them a couple years after yeah and like the ones who were able to like handle being around him were the ones who kind of succeeded afterwards. Cause like, mm-hmm. I think there were only like, make you know, or break a, you. Yeah. This, yeah. I think th- this is a film school. Yeah. And like, I think there were only like two or three kids who are still doing film full time after like, even like a year after like everyone else. Really? It's, and I, it's, and this is what I've, I've seen quite a few times, like with kids going through film school is like mm. the moment they, if they don't have that, the drive uh, um, um, in the program, the moment they get out of it, it's like instantly gone. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's tricky. And it happens all like, like 90% of kids who probably come out of film school. They get into it thinking it's going to be something that it's, yeah. and it, they realize 
it's not it takes a lot of or work. their dreams are too lofty like yeah. kids just want to instantly become directors right they, get they just and, think yeah i'm gonna make a badass movie and yeah. be famous and yeah no it takes yeah. doesn't happen <laughs> yeah no it takes a lot of work uh, yeah. but i do you know from from that understanding of you know the film industry and all of that like people are going to be brutally honest and sometimes they're even just going to try to tear you down, even if it is good, yeah. because you do have to have that thick skin in that industry, in a lot of industries, at any high level in anything that you're going to do. Basically, you're going to find the ones that are above you or have mm-hmm. done things before you that are going to be brutally honest. And then you, you have to also have to vet whether this person is trying to keep you in your place so that you aren't a challenger to them but in this scenario obviously this is your instructor so he's being brutally honest and i think like you said having a tough skin in film is essential but in life if you are trying to attain anything at a high level like you're always going to have these individuals telling you like oh i would have done it this way i would have you know but you don't even do what i do a lot of times or you 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 haven't done more than me and what I'm doing yeah. the same, you know? So yeah. I, I think that that vetting process, which it sounds like that's what this guy was intentionally doing to you guys, like, well, if you can't take my criticism, you shouldn't even be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to weed out the the ones that are serious from the ones that, you know, he's doing them a favor in the long run. You know, it might be hard at the time, but it's, if you can't take that kind of criticism, then you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. 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 Which, you know, some people could look at it how they want to, but I still believe that in the growth of a human, like you need stern leadership. You need people that do like everybody wants to be so soft these days, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, no, like there's a reason that masters are tough on their students there's a specific reason for Mm. that Mm. and if you don't have that toughness then you don't have the resiliency to make it through the hard times and you know like if you're gonna pursue your dreams you have to have a high level of resiliency Mm. bottom line and you're People who train you or teach you, if they're not giving you that, like they're not doing you any service yeah. at the at the end of the day. Yeah. At least that's my viewpoint. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you might not like it, but you know, steel sharpens steel type of thing. You know, like you you have to you have to be willing to go through that. And uh, so anyway, I love that man. I love that I yeah. I got that that part out of it because yeah. <laughs> I, I used to watch Jackie Chan films all the time when yeah. I was young. Yo, so to know that you uh, like studied under and worked with the guy yeah. that worked. What do you remember his name? His name was Ricky Lee. Ricky Lee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was he was, yeah. uh, and he. Yeah, I think he he. I don't know if he's still teaching up there, but yeah, he he was probably the most influential person in my, in my career for sure. Yeah. yeah. Has yeah. to be right. Yeah. I mean, like so far, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, that's so cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what projects did you guys do together after you graduated? They were just like short films yeah. that he was, that he, um, was the, 
director of photography, the cinematographer on, and mm-hmm. then I just worked under him as a, as a camera assistant. Nice. And so, yeah, I got to kind of like, yeah, just see, uh, yeah, just how, how he worked because that was mm-hmm. like going, going off of that. Like it was just so being up in Vancouver and being around these high level professionals, like, um, on, on these sets, like I got, to, it's, it's, it, I got to see like how they actually work. Cause up yeah. until that point, it was just our short films and yeah. those are like, you know, that's, I mean, it's minor leagues, mm-hmm. um, compared to what these guys are doing. And, you know, there was another one that I had, that I had worked on and it was the only time that I truly felt in over my head. Cause I, I agreed to like do this one, um, short film and the DP was a previous student at, at Vancouver, but he was already like pretty well known, like down in LA. And now he's like, he's doing, He's done, you know, uh, spots. I've seen so many spots he's done for uh, uh, Squarespace and Nike and and like huge, huge, huge companies. Yeah. And like he probably knew that I didn't know enough to like be in the position I was in. Mm. But those, but you know, I I I wouldn't. And it I, I felt embarrassed those are at the times. Best moments, yeah. Though, and sometimes, like, right? Cause, yeah, because yeah. you can either like say, I I. I'm so far in over my head and you remember those, the, the, that moment. And you're like, yeah, I'm not going to let that happen again. And mm. I'm going to, to, to know what I screwed up on Yeah, and just, you know, everyone, everyone can make those mistakes, but you just don't let them, you just don't let them happen again. Like that's such yeah. a key thing. in and I guess in any job, <laughs> right. It's good to throw yourself in the deep end of the pool. Yeah. I, uh, you know, because there's a, I think there's so many individuals that we admire and look up at too, and we don't realize that most of their time in their careers they were in over their head, mm-hmm. and they just figured it out along the way. Like I'm listening to Shoe Dog right now by Phil Knight. Basically, he was over his head for the first like probably still is. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what his, you, you know, but you know, the whole book he's describing like how he never knew how he's going to pay the employees. He never knew how he's going to make the next shoe payment. He never knew who his next, like manufacturer, like it's continually, he was in over his head, you know? And so that's like being in over your head is scary. And you, you, you feel like an imposter at times, but that's really, that's really what helps you become great, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're always playing in these safe zones, like you're never really challenging yourself to see what you're really capable of. And sometimes you amaze yourself. Sometimes you let yourself down too, you know, but the, the times where you amaze yourself, you're like, oh, wow. Like I actually handled that really well. Yeah. I got through that really well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And that's always been a tricky I think, I think in, in, in part due to the instructor, but like, that's always been a, a tricky thing in my career. It was like, I, I, I have an issue like giving myself those wins at times yeah. and like saying like, Oh, act- no, actually I did do a good job on this. And, right. and cause I, yeah, I, I am, am 
extremely tough on myself to Me to, too, to, yeah. to fault for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if I were to choose one way or the other, I'd probably choose choose this way instead of like constantly, you know, thinking that <laughs> nothing have, is wrong with what I'm doing. <laughs> have you had people tell you a lot in your life um, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself? Yeah, there's there's been a lot of those moments for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have that told. I've, people have told me that a lot, you know, through my life. And a lot of times it just comes down to like, we just don't want the same things, Mm -hmm. you know, and like where I'm trying to get to um, and the aspirations that I have, they're very high. Mm -hmm. So, and there is that balance of like forgiveness and, and, and understanding like, you know, that was good work, but it is hard to feel like it's ever good enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's always like, God, that could have been better. Or I know I can do this better. So it's hard to be in those moments and those wins that you have and like really be able to sometimes enjoy them. And you hear a lot of greats talk about that. They're like, yeah, I celebrated that for a moment, but then it's on to the next. Cause now that's in the past, you know, and now it's on to what we got to do, what the next move is. Yep. So I try to, you know, something like gratitude is something that I've been trying to work on Um, and just being appreciative of like what I have done, even though to me, what I've done is really on a small scale so far, you know, Um, but, but the thing is too, is like, you know, each of us, we did throw ourselves into positions that are difficult and there is no guarantees you know being a business owner starting your own studio all those kinds of things like that is throwing yourself in the ocean yeah it's not even the pool no more you know what i mean yeah and i've I've been a part of a lot of other failed things and like you know i think um uh because of that because of those experiences and um like kindness specifically, like the two people that I, I, I started with, I've known them for over 10 years and, and through, we, we've worked in different capacities with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but and I think we've all come from the same failures. Um, and, and I think that that's why kindness as a company was, was such a, you know, we, we were, we were successful and they are su- still successful. I know they'll still be key, you know, they'll still stay successful just because yeah. of their, 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 their ethics, their, their work rate, their, their value to the, their employees. Mm-hmm. It's all things that they didn't really see maybe in their previous you yeah. know, employers or job situations that now they can finally implement. And, and, but you wouldn't, kindness wouldn't be what it, what it is and, and what it will be if we didn't all experience those, those same things. Yeah. Was, um, was that how many people started kindness? Three. There three. was the three of yeah. you. Yeah. And we carried that, uh, for, um, four years, basically up until, like the beginning of COVID where we started, like COVID is when we started hiring people. So mm. yeah, yeah. All three of us, we took on, we, and we were able to do so much just because like it was, it was a, like a lot, a lot of, I mean, all four, all those four years, it was just 
long days, lots of sacrifices. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, but we were willing to make those because we, we were so close to each other and mm. we kind of like, I think we all, yeah, like I said, that like we all had the same exact like mindset and, and, and it was, it was a pretty like awesome thing to see. Had any of you owned your own studio or like agency type? I had, I had before one that I, I tried to start to the people, um, uh, previous to kindness and that one didn't go super well. And I think mm-hmm. that was one of the, one of the, like, I'm still, I still, um, uh, love both those, love those guys who I started with and they're both mm-hmm. super talented, but like, you know, sometimes, sometimes things just don't like yeah. work and yeah. like, but, uh, it was enough, like, because of that, you know, that I, I learned something that I kind of brought into kindness that, that mm. I knew that, um, uh, I, I, I didn't want to repeat that. Like uh, going mm. back to the thing, like, yeah, you can, you can make, you can make mistakes, but just don't, just don't make them again. Yeah. And, and, um, I, I, I think, yeah, the, 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 what I was bringing to the, to the table and kindness, I think that there was the, the, those, those experiences kind of shaped, you know, what I was able to kind of do within the company. Mm-hmm. So kind of started in 2016 or 17? 2016. 16? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll just stay on kindness for now. Cause I definitely want to talk about the, you know, getting out of the film school and then you working on Z nation mm-hmm. for a while, of course. But uh, since we're on kindness, we'll just stay there and talk about this business model and um, how. So you so you came into 2016. You had a previous agency studio agency. Is that properly how you yeah, call them? Yeah, it's a. Um, it was kind of a, yeah, like a production company. Okay, production yeah. company. Yeah. All right. And so you had known these other two individuals you started the business with. Do you want to name their names? Um, the ones that, uh, the previous one? Uh, at Kindness. Oh, at Kindness. Oh, Ben Fowler um, and Joni Elizabeth. Okay. And, and they have worked at several agencies. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, like I, Ben is one of the first guys that I had, like, it's, ILF is just a couple blocks that way. He used to work at ILF. Mm. And when I came back to Spokane, I just had like a resume that I'd printed out, just walked right into the studio, just dropped it off. I don't think that's how usually that process works. It's not yeah. like, you know, going in to like yeah. a, a, a restaurant to drop off your resume, but I just right. did that. And they gave me a call like a week later and that's where I met Ben and Ben and I have like, like as far as being on set, like there's, there aren't a lot of people that I have meshed so well with and, and, and Ben's always been, uh, always been like the top person and, mm. and we've, yeah, we've known each other and we've worked well with each other for years and years and years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So those are the two people. Yeah. And what, what are their roles? Um, so we all kind of like rough, like we all sort of like tried to like share certain roles, but like if yeah. we're to break it down, like I was definitely on the cinematography and post side. Mm-hmm. Ben was kind of like, as far as like a director, both on set and mm-hmm. then like kind of like overseeing certain projects. And then Joni was, you know, producer, like kind of like behind the scenes, like just, mm-hmm. just general organizer. Mm-hmm. Like she kind of like kept, she kept the ship running for right. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So how did, how did you three decide you wanted to start kindness? What came about? 
It was all, uh, I think we had like, we kind of like thrown the idea around a couple of times in previous years. And then we all uh, were like basically unemployed and like just doing like freelance work at the same exact time. Um, So we just thought like, well, why don't we just, why don't we just give it a go? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, we, we, worked out of a, a coffee shop for the first couple, like for the first four or five months and, and then got our, our, our office downtown, which we're, yeah. they're still in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty, like, I mean, it's still pretty like foreign experience to me, um, trying mm-hmm. to like know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I, but the fact that we all kind of like had each other, like, and just kept on pushing, like all that stuff will come and, and because we're, we're the type of people that we, that we are like, we were able to like learn what to do and what not to do. And like, you know, as far as like, just like, you know, interacting with customers and like promoting ourselves and all this stuff that like, we really didn't have to do leading up to, to kindness. We, we just were able to figure out pretty fast Mm. as the company grew. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, what was kind of like the, your target for clients? Like, were you trying to do commercial work primarily? I think, uh, yeah, commercial work was always our, our, our thing. Um, um, we, we started off doing like a lot of local, local work, um, uh, whether it's agencies or like direct clients. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that turned into just some larger, like larger national stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that, that, you know, just kind of splinters off into other things. And, you know, once you, I think in the commercial world, like, um, you know, once you kind of like work with one client and you, they, you have a, they have a really positive experience. Um, mm. They might know someone else who works at a different company. Yeah, word spreads, and it just kind of like it kind of came about as just sort of like a you know almost like a grassroots sort of thing, like right. word of mouth. Um, yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's about yeah. how it happened. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I've seen I've seen some of the work that you guys have produced, and I mean it's like top grade, like professional looking <laughs> i mean at the like it just looks like it's work from the highest level so it's like i've always appreciated that and always you know have wanted when city chapters is at the right place to work with you guys on a project um you know obviously specifically you if that opportunity is available when the time is right but yeah the work that you guys do is like that's the level that my when I want to do projects eventually, like that's, I'm waiting until I can afford to do projects like that because I don't, that's just, that's the quality I'm going to do if I'm going to do anything, you know? So, um, uh, so what were, you know, what were some of the challenges over the last four years that you guys faced as a business? Like, was it, it doesn't sound like it was getting work necessarily. No, it no. sounded like that it, came pretty naturally once you guys yeah hit the yeah. I think it was just just like you know, there's a, there's a lot of travel and 
um, um, Ben and Joni, like they have families, like, okay. um, you know, I, I was in a relationship, but like, that's nowhere near what it's like having like kids and there's yeah. a ton, you know, I think just like travel and workload mm. and like trying to like, you know, create like a healthy, um, uh, family life to, to, to work life or personal life. Like yeah. that's, that was probably the, the trickiest part. Like I don't, there weren't, you know, there was some, there was, as far as like from, from uh, a company and like interpersonal standpoint, yeah, there's like times, like any time that you spend, <laughs> you were spending a lot of, a lot of hours, a lot oh, of like on the road yeah. in airports, like naturally there's going to be like times where you disagree, but overall, like, the three of us worked so well with each other that like mm. that if, if there was, if there was a conflict, we would address it right away and, and find a resolution. Solved. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed That's to just letting it essential. S- yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Faster. The, the, yeah. It faster. And yeah. Yeah. Turn into something that doesn't need to. No, no. Right. So yeah, yeah. Like the biggest thing was just traveling, travel, workload, balance, family life balance. Yeah. 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 Those are pretty awesome problems to have. You know, if, if, if you were to pick, <laughs> like pretty, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, cause sometimes, um, there's obviously way worse ones you can experience in business. Yeah. Um, so what, what was, um, what was some of the coolest projects that you've done with kindness? I would, I mean, like, uh, the, we've done like, I would say like a lot of a lot, as as much as the travel kind of like sucked at times like yeah. it brought us to a lot of places that you know we we wouldn't really have the opportunity to like mm-hmm. in in 2019 so the year prior to to the lockdown like you know we had gone to Norway I'd gone to Japan Boy. Australia oh, like um you know we'd we'd been over to England a couple of times like I got mm-hmm. to go and see the the um I, i'm a big like chelsea supporter so you i got to go to see season game? season opener Ooh. in london and so like those types of oh, like man. things wouldn't wow they wouldn't have been possible yeah without the work yeah um yeah um that's yeah. that's amazing man that's what i you know that's the dream for city chapters to be taking me mm-hmm. all over to different cities so that's so cool man yeah that, yeah that was yeah Cause like yeah. we, we were doing like a lot of our stuff is like customer testimonials. So like, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Like, but it's not like super, you know, it's, it's, it, it is what it is. And, mm-hmm. and, and so I think just more the people that we were around, cause like everyone that we met and everyone that we worked with, like they're all like such amazing people and like yeah. so friendly. And, and I, I, you know, I think that, that, that sometimes when you're, you're, you know, you're kind of like, coming off like multiple 14 hour days, like being around those types of environments is, is so crucial to, to your like mentality and like mm-hmm. what you, you, your, your productivity. Yeah. That, that yeah. Like it that's was, huge, yeah. man. Being yeah. around the right people is pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yep. that's the number one factor you have to have yep. figured out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's been hard for me finding the right, the right people but that's also because i came from a pretty dysfunctional lifestyle for a long time so i'm more getting um adjusted to having like people and friends and business partners that are like living good functional lives and so um 
that's been nice, but it, it's caused me to be alone for a long time. Yeah. But Cause like, I mean, like yeah. once you, once you've like kind of seen, you know, the, the, if you, if you're like in a certain lifestyle and like, once you're like change that and switch it up to maybe something that you, you know, you're wanting to like actually like be productive in certain areas or like succeed in certain areas. Like, and I guess like, yeah, once other people like aren't, don't see it then like you, the the true side of unfortunately some people come yeah. out where it's like yeah maybe not as like fun to be around but mm-hmm. like the fun is like yeah. who ca- like who yeah. cares in that aspect if you if right. you you know you're focused on your career yeah and if if those don't like line up with 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 the you know your your the people you, that you were previously like connected with and yeah. And I guess it depends how you look at how having fun. Yeah. Because like me, I'll, I'll throw a gainer off a 40 foot, yeah. 60 foot cliff. You know what I'm saying? That's fun to me. Yeah. But if you fun to you is like, let's get hammered. I'm like, I'm not, I can't do that anymore. And you know, to any of my past friends that I used to hang out with, if they're listening to this or just in general, like I was probably one of the most dysfunctional. Mm, So I'm mm. not saying because of y'all or anything like that. It's just, you hang around certain types of environments, you are going to be simulated to it. Yeah. And you're going to act accordingly. And for me, I always had this challenge of like, these were my friends. These, this was like what we did. We were young, whatever. I think a lot of us were lost, of course, but um, I always had this feeling and this like earning that I, I knew like I, that's not what I should be doing, but I'm, I was social. I wanted to be around people. So it took me a long time, basically a lot of mistakes and some of the same mistakes over and over again for me to be so sick and tired of getting the same results when I know I could get those type of results, but it meant cutting out certain things and I'm still through going through that process where you know a lot of times I like I don't I think a lot of people that know me don't know I experienced this but like I, I feel alone most of the time and I'm building city chapters really to build a community of like-minded individuals that love their city want to better their environments but it's a long road and journey for me because it's a long it's a big vision so yeah. it's been hard for me to really narrow in on it We've actually talked about that, like on the sidelines at soccer games here and there. But I I feel like with this podcast, the biggest thing is it's getting me to sit down with people that I know have similarities in the way that they think in life or maybe different, but they're still, you know, doing well in life and pushing for things. So I can learn from both avenues, people that think completely different from me and are yet still doing amazing things in life and then others that are similar. And so others can find relativity to our conversations. But um, the, I mean, just, so 2019 sounds like you weren't barely home. (laughs) I I mean, like I, I probably like a couple months out of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot like there's so many, you know, we, the the international travel like and and as well as the domestic like yeah like the 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 um it was it was a lot <laughs> it was it was a lot <laughs> who did uh chelsea play they played leicester city yeah yeah and i got to see i actually got to see um uh pulisic play nice. which is great yeah yeah i think that yeah and it was a season opener and then i got i got to i did i did that and then because i was 
we had a shoot in Manchester. So I, I took the train to London and then the next day was uh man city and tottenham Mm -hmm. and so i got to see that as well oh you went to that one too yeah i went to that one too so i got to see too yeah yeah i was trying to pack it all pack it all in and then uh, like the 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 last trip that i this last february um uh that i there's kind of like the last trip that i took with uh, as far with the kindness um, crew we went to barcelona for a week and so i got to see a barcelona game at camp now and and just yeah so it's oh, all those experiences. It was, dude. What's it like being it was at one of those unre- unreal? Like yeah. it was the largest stadium that I've. I think the, the Barca one. The Barca one. Yeah. I think it. I think it's like an eighty thousand seat capacity. Yeah. And like driving up to the stadium, like mm. the atmosphere. They end. I think they ended up winning four um, uh, zero, mm. and so like it was. It was unreal. Like yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait till I get to experience yeah. that. Yeah, I bet I just goosebumps, yeah. man. Like it was goosebumps. And I, don't even, like, I mean, like I don't even like group. I, I like Barcelona, but I don't yeah. root for them. But yeah, you yeah, still yeah. get. You can't. It's get, not you about that. Not it's just the yeah. whole, just all the people, yeah. the energy that you experience. Yeah, yeah. Wow. From just a soccer lover's perspective, it was it was pretty amazing, dude. I'm just smiling <laughs> ear to ear, just knowing you had that experience. Yeah. Cause I dream of, you know, being able to go do that. Um, I've only been to a Sounders game, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's, but, yeah. It's yeah. But I just being overseas and, and watching these clubs that are been established and are, yeah. you know, the best players in the world. I just, I can't wait. So that's so cool, man. Uh, you said you went to Australia. Was there any cool experiences that you had there as far as like... I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, I went yeah. to Australia, then New Zealand. Um, oh, you went both to both? of those, yeah, yeah. Or just like from just like a, 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 a scenic and, and nature yeah. point of view. Like they're unbelievably yeah. gorgeous. And, and luckily, like it, we, if we would have been down there like probably like a week, a week later, we would have gotten stuck there. Because like we flew oh, back. wow. And then the yeah. lockdown probably ha- it happened like two weeks after we we got oh, back man. into the states. So we kind of were like, because at the time, I mean, this was like it was. I think it was end of February, like beginning of March, that we were down there, and like mm-hmm. everyone, yeah, no one knew, mm-hmm. no one really knew the extent. Um, and we're like, yeah, it's something that, yeah, it's like the f- yeah. cold or whatever. Right. And we were just when we flew down there, and then um, they Ben Ben and Joni came back a couple of days. Um, uh, after they, uh, they were only down there for like three days, I mm-hmm. think. And then I, I flew to New Zealand after that, um, um, for, for a week. Um, but yeah, just would, for personal travel, personal travel. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, New Zealand, cause we were in, um, Sydney, um, uh, which was, which was great. But yeah, being down in New Zealand and being in like just a little bit more of like a remote going being yeah. able to go to remote places. Like it was yeah. on, it was unreal. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard. yeah. Yeah. New Zealand's uh Yeah. Yeah. yeah Didn't do cool. the Lord of the Rings tour though. No. So next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be kind of a must. I just actually finished reading those books. Oh right. Oh. Like, yeah. They're long. They are. They're hard to get through. There's some moments in those yeah. books you're like, this is really depressing. Yeah. This is this is complete. And I was reading it during the winter, which oh, is like, right. I bet I figured the best time to read it because I'd have more time to yeah. like lay around and read. 
but it was there were some moments I'm like I can't go further right now. So yeah. Um. So you are transitioning out of kindness. Yep. Yep. And um, in the process of starting something new with some new partners. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's come back to that. But I want to talk about your time um, getting out of Vancouver Film School and transitioning back to Spokane, right? And then Z Nation comes up mm-hmm. pretty quickly after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It's so it was, Z Nation was two like two or three years after. Like I had worked at I, I I did some contract work, and then I was uh, in their commercial department at North by. And that's mm-hmm. how I got linked in. Which is North by Northwest, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that's how I got linked into Z Nation because North by Northwest, the film side of it, they were like, they were kind of like producing Z producing Nation, it. co-producing. Um, so yeah, I, I then, yeah, went into Z Nation. Yeah, 2000, yeah, 2014. And you came on as the director? S- second unit, second unit DP. So like we kind of did like, um, um, occasionally I would go into like first units, like the main, the main crew and just act as like an additional camera operator. But like the second unit would, they would pick up scenes that, that the first unit wouldn't have time in the schedule for. So we did a lot of like, we still did scenes with like main actors. Um, we did like, we did a lot. We did all like the special effects shots, like things blowing up, zombie heads blowing up. So it was like, it was very much like a, a, a ragtag team mm. and it was i i loved i loved it like because yeah. it was it was it was uh there's um he's like kind of i don't know if you know juan moss but i do know yeah, juan moss. yeah he i was working right under juan moss and he's a madman and yeah. and it was uh it was uh an experience yeah. for sure yeah, yeah. actually uh i met one, I think it was because I actually did this play that I acted in. Okay. Yep. And um, he came several nights, I believe, and I was introduced to him. Uh, and he was like, we were talking about doing something. I can't really recall exactly what me and him were talking about, but I did do a... a I did an extra on Z Nation mm-hmm. for like one episode. I actually haven't seen him uh, since I think I did that play. Maybe I ran into him one time, but do you know what he's up to these days? He's still like, he's still doing a lot of film stuff. Yeah. He's still doing a lot of theater stuff. I know he does a lot of theater stuff with like Stage Left. That's um, where the play yeah, was. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think he's still, yeah. I, I just saw him a couple weeks ago, I guess online through like, we were doing like a workshop, um, mm. uh, that like a general, like film workshop. Yeah. Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so you, uh, you say DP, which yeah. means director of a photography. Ph- yeah. What is that actually? It's not actually that, that just means you're, directing the cameras yeah because when i hear it i'm like director of photography i'm like are they the guys that take behind the scene photos but this is actually no you're running the cinematography yeah so like cinematographer and director for director of photography kind of run hand in hand okay but like they're basically 
the people who kind of like, I mean, they're like working, working side by side with the director. Mm -hmm. And so the director of photography's goal is like to put in a nutshell is to basically, you know, put what the director's vision is on screen. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that varies from partnership to partnership. Some directors take a lot more, uh, uh, say, uh, in, 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 what they want some directors are even like the director of of photography like steven soderbergh like he shoots a lot of his own films Mm. and then there are other ones who uh have who are very much more like actors like directors actors um actors directors um where they just want to they worry about performance and they lean a lot more on the cinematographer to, to to kind of like come up with the visual style so like mm. you know it, it varies but on a generally yeah the direct photography is there you know they work with the art department they work with their camera team they work with the grip team the lighting team all these other departments to kind of like help facilitate what the director has and has in mind okay yeah because yeah, when like i when i hear like director of photography like as a person out of the industry really i just think like photography mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. video you know yeah so i was like is there initially i was like well what's the difference you yeah. know because i don't know nothing <laughs> there's like a behind so the like, scenes photographer right and they do that be, yeah okay bds yeah. uh, photographer okay but yeah. so i mean that's a that's a pretty uh that's a big role for you it was yeah it was it was cool it was really cool walk, yeah. working on working on the show like i i I, it was, uh, it was, um, like kind of like my experiences in Vancouver, uh, of, it was like very much like an elevated kind of like, uh, experience to that, um, where like now I was like actually like, you know, I was in a lot higher position. Um, we had a lot more like on the line. Um, but yeah, I, 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 there there every single day was so drastically different mm. i got to see things that i i had never seen before and i probably won't like you know i got we on i think on like the first day we did like a four story explosion um and like <laughs> there's it, so there's a lot of wow there's a lot of crazy stuff that i got to got to be a part of and yeah i i loved it i absolutely loved it yeah that's yeah. crazy yeah. first day we're just blowing up a first four day, story it was, a, it was an oil tanker yeah out at uh, geiger yeah um um uh and yeah they just free just, they they had like <laughs> we had like five different cameras rolling on it i i it they, we were up and uh uh i think like on like the fifth or sixth floor of you know an old like metal kind of like facility that Mm -hmm. is like completely run down Mm -hmm. and i was i think i was trying to stand as close to it as possible and they said yeah that's not that's not gonna happen that was a lot that was a lot of our things it's like you know we we do we would try and get as as good of a shot um and this isn't, this is this is kind of goes like against what you should normally do. But like there are times when, yeah, you just had to set the camera and then just get, get as away. far out of there as possible. But yeah, yeah like we were in, we were at Geiger. We were, we got to go uh, through the old, um, 
uh, out at, out at, in medical lake, like the old psych ward. That's where I'm from. Yeah. We got to go. We, we were in, not the psych ward, no, medical lake. Psych- I'm from medical <laughs> lake. Y'all. Uh, but we got to go in the actual, like the, I don't know. I don't know when the last time it was open, but like it was the, it was the building where they, they did like the monkey, the, the monkey training. Yeah. And that was like, Creepy it was just place, me and Juan yeah. and one other person. Yeah. We had like one flashlight and we had to get up to the roof yeah. and like walking through that building. Like yeah. it was, it was terrifying. It's creepy. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. So I've never been in it, just seen it. And I'm like, no, yeah. it was, <laughs> I, don't, I never want to go in again. No, I knew they yeah. freaking fell down a el- open, open elevator shaft. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it Dude. was, yeah. Did it feel like just yeah, haunted? It was, like it was, it felt, it was the closest probably like, I don't, I'm not, I don't believe in a lot of supernatural stuff, but like that was the closest I've ever like, like felt it in my body. Cause like you'd be walking mm-hmm. down these hallways and there'd be like the cages that would, you know, be only like two feet wide and yeah. where they kept all these yeah. freaking, messed you know, up. yeah. yeah and, and, up. and you'd be walking by this and yeah, it you was just feel the bad. Energy, it was, man. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was terrifying. So, but yeah, yeah. that was just one of the many, memorable moments on that on z nation yeah that's uh yeah just once again i'm not from the monkey psych ward (laughs) no they're from medical aid (laughs) (laughs) but there yeah there is obviously yeah a lot of you know obviously the psych wards are up there and yeah you know what's crazy is that I guess Medical Lake back in the day had the choice between Eastern University or Eastern Washington mm-hmm. University or the or the government ran uh, psych wards and they chose those over, over the Eastern university. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why, but that would have been cool to have. I feel like Medical Lake could have been really sweet. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I see it. And like the lake, and if you had the university next to the lake, like you know, it could have been a whole vibe, but um, it didn't go that way. So, <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> I guess you wouldn't have had the sh- the opportunity to, to shoot, shoot in a there. creepy yeah. monkey, yeah, <laughs> psych ward, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the there was a lot of things that I had I I took um, from Z Nation just like how fast you have to work, how like mm. efficient you have to be, um, um, that I kind of carried into to other roles further down the line. Yeah. 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 Now, I mean, just set your level at a certain, yeah. Do you just have a certain level that you work at yeah. now because of that experience? Yeah. Yeah. And you were there, it said 2014 to 2017, and that was probably not consistent, not consistent. the whole time. Yeah. But. Like I did the entire first season and then I did a couple of days on, on the next previous mm-hmm. two, two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so was, was there any uh, big projects or anything cool that you worked on between like Z nation and, and then unto kindness like was anything any projects you want to mention there um there were a lot of like uh uh that was the time when i had um start, started the company with those other people um mm-hmm. so we did we actually did a, some some cool like local projects one for like a straight razor company out of uh out of uh um idaho mm-hmm. um, um sandpoint that mm-hmm. I, I i really really loved um 
And then we worked on, I got to work on, there's this out of town, um, they're from LA and they were wanting to shoot, uh, um, a, like a kind of like a trailer long form commercial for another, it was like a doomsday prepper like company, um, out of standpoint as well. Mm -hmm. And it was this whole like apocalyptic, um, trailer that we shot, um, in Idaho for like seven days and, and it felt like Z nation again. But I thought, I thought like visually it, 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 um, it was, it was, it turned out really well. And then they ended up like, like making that into a, into a feature feature length film with, uh, uh, going back to Lord of the Rings. It had, uh, uh, one of the, the, uh, what's hobbits, his, hobbits, the one, yeah. what's his, uh, the, the ones that look kind of the same, like the little brothers, uh, Mary and Pippin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It had one Mary or Pippin. And yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, those, what was those that are, film called radio Deep. flash radio flash. Yeah. It's on Amazon okay. prime, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, both well, of those crazy. Both of those were 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 two of like the from just a visual standpoint, uh, I think ones that I was pretty. So they took proud your of. your project and were like, we can make a whole movie. Yeah, out of this. yeah. I think that was their their original intent. Yeah, they just kind of wanted to like sample sample it and see what see you know see if it had like an audience. And then then yeah, I, I remember it it got like just that like commercial got spread around quite a bit on Facebook. Uh, cause yeah, the, I, I don't, my, maybe my, <laughs> I don't, maybe I don't think the same way as doomsday preppers, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was, it, yeah, it got, it got, it got quite a few views. Yeah. 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 yeah that's cool, man. Your experience there. So you're transitioning out of kindness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so what are you up to now? Um, so right now I'm well focused on, on family life first. Uh, yeah. my wife, like, it's a good idea. yeah, yeah, she, she's, <laughs> she's, uh, uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're starting a family here soon ish. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, the next, the next thing that, that, um, I kind of always like wanted to do after like the commercial production world was like go into, uh, you know, the educational space. Cause I've mm-hmm. done a lot of workshops at Eastern at the falls, mm-hmm. you know, through district 81 with high schoolers. Um, and I, I really, I, I, I love it because I think that, that I knew how, how important that was in my journey yeah. that, that at this point, like, you know, with my experience, um, uh, uh, that I feel like I can offer, uh, maybe a more updated take on mm-hmm. on what I what I kind of went through for um, sure and and so then yeah the next the next step is we're we're hopefully like you know starting a uh, a multimedia so like film photography music uh, program that will kind of cater to, towards those kids who you know, don't have that opportunity in, in like a conventional school system. Cause it isn't like, you know, like, yeah, you, like there are some high schools that have like a film studies class or like a photography class. But I think what we hope to offer that's different from those is, um, you know, once you, uh, once you're not like so obligated to work within 
specifically like with high schoolers in district 81, you're not, you're not, they're so focused on kind of making the cut and like getting certain funding because the, you know, the, the grades have to be up to a certain standard. I think if you're kind of like outside of those boundaries, you have so many more opportunities to like teach kids and let kids do something that, that, that is a lot more expressive than maybe mm. they are within a, a system, mm. you know, within district 81, um, uh, that, that, yeah, it's, it's very much in the, in the early stages. Um, but yeah, we just want to like provide specific, and especially with kids, like, um, one of the guys that I'm starting with, like he's, he's been a teacher at pride prep, the charter school. And a lot of his kids like come from pretty impoverished backgrounds and, and film is, it's, I think it's, 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 the barrier to entry has always been so high, like unfortunately, because yeah. it's, yeah, it's, sure. it, it's, it's an expensive, mm-hmm. it's an expensive thing to get into. Yeah, and and I, I I feel like especially now, like I saw some of the the projects that the kids, their his kids did, um, uh, and like they basically were like summing up their the past couple of years of of coming out of COVID and, and being so isolated and the voices that they had um, were just like so strong that, that uh, I think the next step that in, in, in my kind of journey is, is hopefully opening up more of those doors for the, for those, for those, for those select few that, that wouldn't have the, the opportunity yeah. prior Okay. So basically you're going to start, um, is it going to be like a nonprofit organization? I think that's what we're at this point, kind of like what we're, what we're thinking. And it'll be like an educational studio Studio, space. Like you're, you're not doing this like through, um, already established like school program or anything not, right you guys are creating stage, your yeah. own program We're creating our own program okay yeah. that's really cool yeah and um you guys will obviously be seeking to get grants and different things to, to some that, yeah you know yeah. afford to be able to train or educate these kids and yeah. get them into the program and yeah. that's awesome man yeah that's yeah. huge i mean like because you know i do feel now more than ever the barrier to entry is lower but you still need to have the education yeah and like you said um before like people think they might be interested but they may they might not really know what it entails to do this for a living to do this at at a high level so they go to college thinking like, oh, this is something I might be interested in. And then they find out they're really not or they don't have what it takes or whatever that is. But if you start them from a young age, then they already know going into college, like I already got projects. I've already established that this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So they're already on track before they even get to that next college level program, you know, or... I mean, some of these kids might be prodigies and yeah, yeah. be able to skip that process, learning from people like yourself. You that's know? what we're, that's what we're yeah. open. Like the, like I was telling the, my friend who teaches at pride, like some of those kids are legit 
like they're 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 prodigies like they're, yeah they're the, the stuff that they're doing is is so elevated and mm. so specific and you and like i think the thing that i always tell students when i work at workshop like do the workshop is like from whether it's from a cinematography aspect or a storytelling aspect or whatever like there's there's things that you can get into your head that are what they think are good and bad like you know conventionally like projects and and mm. that is not as important at an early age as trying to develop your voice mm. is and and what i saw in those kids is like i i i immediately recognized their voice and that is such a hard thing to to um um acquire even at my even like a, a, my stage of, yeah. of my career um and they're mm. doing it when they're like freaking 15 16 years old wow. and so when you see that it's like no like we, we you have to you have to um give them a platform to to show their work and you have to yeah. you have you'll have to elevate them and you have to like a real provide, opportunity yeah yeah because yeah. if, if 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 they it could it, it would be so easy for those kids to 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 completely um uh go unnoticed and then fall into an unfortunate trap that happens yeah. with a lot of kids who are in that situation oh for sure and even even for kids that aren't from like i think spokane is notorious for this like kids that even come from decent families like they fall into the mm -hmm. bullshit out here real quick yep. you know like there's a ton of that it has been happening it's happening now like kids that come from good households thinking they're gang members and they're out here killing people like because of the influences of our social media and and the state of music right now from hip hop and all that crap. Like I, I came from a, a decent family and chose to get into a lifestyle that really was not needed. Yeah. I didn't need to go that way, but I was lost and I was angry and I ended up going down those paths with other individuals that were and definitely, you know, caused a lot of damage in my life and uh, damage to other people as well. But if I had, you know, mentorship, real leadership, which is, I think, the biggest thing that we do not have in our society is real leadership and mentorship. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. There are the people out there that are great men, great women, great leaders to youth, but we certainly obviously don't have enough of it. Yep. And so anybody that can participate in it is going to have some kind of good effect. And even if it saves one kid to stay on track to go do film who ends up doing, at least just making a living doing it, that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. But if we, you know, you are in the process because you, you take a leadership role for a youth and he ends up becoming maybe one of the best directors or something like that would be amazing. And we need that for our city, you yeah. know, like we, we need to start getting our individuals that are doing these creative processes recognized at globally, yeah. globally. Yeah. Like we need to be global. We need to start getting to that level to where, Everybody in Spokane knows that 
Because that's the thing, like, we have a lot of great people in Spokane, but nobody really knows them, you know what I mean? Like, as a whole, as a whole society, like, there's probably not one person from here that everybody in Spokane knows is from here. You know, you have people like Alan Stone, but even Alan Stone, like, there's, I bet, like, 40%, 50% of Spokane doesn't even know who he is. You know what I mean? I don't know that for sure, but that'd be my guess. Yeah. If you just ask the random person who Alan Stone is, you know, you probably get a 50-50 there. I don't know for sure, but I, that's my estimate. Or, um, you know, there's obviously just a lot of great individuals that, that you know, that's why I want to do this podcast too, is like, so people can learn more about individuals like yeah. yourself, like, I I I knew that you probably worked on Z Nation before. I think I had known something of that nature. I did not know you were director of photography for that many years. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. and on that many episodes. So that's uh, awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> like getting to sit down and like now that you're 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 about to be Ricky Lee too. Yeah. You know what I mean. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Be the master yeah. Ricky Lee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think going. I just kind of going off of your point. And, um, it's just like the the what I had what I'd kind of like experienced and witnessed, you know, when I was like um, coming up, um, and like I think it's 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 a large part to there. There are certain people who have been around industries, specifically film industries in Spokane from the beginning, and there's a lar- large like part of that that they kind of like there's a there's a gatekeeping aspect to it or like mm-hmm. no this is ours like and we're not gonna mm-hmm. we're not gonna relinquish it until we're freaking dead yeah and that is such a destructive thing to to, to uh industry in spokane because it is small and it yeah. is still emerging where like if you're having it's stifling if, yeah, right yeah, if you have yeah. people at the top and this goes, yeah, this goes back to any, any, any like field of work. If you have people at the top who are, who are just constantly shutting that door, then like, you're not gonna, you're the, the only people that are going to be able to get through it are the people that they, like they know. And that's yeah. happened time and time again in Spokane. Oh yeah. And, and not like, even just in that industry. No. And it's like a Spokane any, thing, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. that's hopefully with with what you're doing you know mm-hmm. with hopefully like with the program that we're that we're trying to start and like i i know other people who are kind of in the same sort of stage of life as as, as we are that i'm i'm hoping that that we're able to then you know like there's 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 along with that like gatekeeping is obviously mm-hmm. large egos that go mm-hmm. along with it and like mm-hmm. you know screw that like yeah, i would much rather I have the that. younger kids freaking yeah. do greater things than we've ever done because beyond that's the only way that, yeah. yeah it's the only way that spokane is going to become um like, i think they're no, scared of that obviously yeah. <laughs> those people are scared because i mean the only reason you do gatekeeping and that kind of stuff is because you're insecure yeah I mean, it's just the bottom line, yeah. you know, like I I think I think you always work at your highest level to compete, but I'm not going to try to stop you from getting in yeah. the door if you have the opportunity to, you know, like and you got to go, you know, like it doesn't mean like I got to give you necessarily me if I'm a competitor of you like 
I don't necessarily have to give you all the assets and tools. I, if you built it on your own, build it on your own, but I'm not going to do anything to stop you because yeah. healthy competition is great. And the more that each of us flourish here, the each, the more of us that are successful here, it's the better for our environment. And yeah, I can't, I, so I'm all the way with you, man. I, I want to break down those walls in any formats that I can. I think that's, you know, the kind of the overall mission of city chapters as a whole, but in Spokane specifically is like, how do we start breaking down these walls that have been holding against creativity really and culture really flourishing here? You know, it's time you can tell it's starting to erode away. They can't, they're not going to be able to keep us all out. That's just bottom line. So yeah, the individuals like us, that are, you know, you're going to be doing something very specific. Mine is more trying to work in general with all of you that are doing things like this and seeing how I can help influence and create that change on a, on a, from a media standpoint, I guess. But, um, yeah, man, I, I think there's all sorts of prodigies from Spokane and always has been, but they haven't been given the right opportunities, you know, or the right form of education for them to really have a chance to compete against other markets that are doing things at the highest levels, you know? And like, I think that's something that we, like I was saying on another podcast is like, you know, if we all realize that we are professionals and we have access to do things now. I don't think we did before, but I do think now we do have access to do anything we want to do at the highest professional levels that equate over to big markets like LA, New York, you know, and we need people to educate us, people that did have an experience during a certain era that now can translate to this era too. And then these individuals now really do have a way bigger opportunity and chance than we did. Cause when we started things in Spokane, even, even back in 2016, 15, like things were completely different than they are now, you know? And so the, the biggest thing I want to get to it is to that level to show like youngins, like, yo, anything's possible from our town. And we can we can create something amazing here. Culture, like for me, I'm I love movies, I love acting. I was actually like talking to three management companies when I was in high school for acting, and like was working on some stuff. I was supposed to move down there when I was eighteen and sign with one, but um, by the time I turned eighteen, I was lost. You know, mm-hmm. basically. Long long story short. So like for me, like there's there's this there's a dream of mine to be involved in a, in a movie, you know, as an actor at some point. And I've, I've have a few script ideas. So film and, and that world is something that I've always been very interested in. Um, so, you know, I'm, you know, with city chapters, this is my, my focus now, because I I think it'll open all the doors that I need to, to experience other aspects of life that I want to have. But, um, yeah. So 
I man, I'm really excited for this. Uh, do you guys have any like time frame that you were at it's, as far as it's gonna be? It's gonna be a bit. I think yeah. there's a lot of like there's a lot of things that we have to um uh kind of like conceptualize specifically from a curriculum standpoint. Yeah, because we're not like all of us have a lot of experience in mm-hmm. in, in our own industries, but mm-hmm. from an educational standpoint. We, we're not as like outside of the one, my one friend who's been at pride, we don't have as much, you know, we don't have as much time in that field as, yeah. as, as we, we probably need to. So it's going to, it's going to be a bit and, mm-hmm. and yeah, we're, we're, but we're going to start. Yeah. We're going to start kind of like networking and just kind of getting a feel for where, uh, where we can kind of like, you know, get funding, uh, the studio space for it, like the, the, you know, the, what type of like size of class and kids. Um, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it'll be, it'll be ground level, right? Yeah. Ground level. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Oh man. It's exciting though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a big why, you know, (laughs) yeah. Big drive, big, big why. Yeah. Yeah. And huge. I mean, cause like we've already been hearing people talk about like, um, and, uh, you know, actual studios coming into town because they like the market yep. here, the scenery around Spokane that you can get access to. So it's already been bubbling. Yeah. And then to have youngins being educated here on how they could actually like, it all is kind of coming together for a film to be bigger here. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I really, it's, it's, it's odd that Spokane hasn't kind of like exploded more cause it's, it's kind of, it's just set up for, it's, you know, you have, you drive 15 miles north, south, east, west. You have so many mm-hmm. different looks. Yeah. It's a mid-size, it's a mid-size town. You have plenty of uh, space to build studios. Mm-hmm. Like there's just all the factors that go in. I mean, you look at free, what happened in like, you know, place like New Mexico, like Albuquerque, like yeah. how fast that exploded. And like, yeah. it's not that bit much. We're kind of similar in size, right. I think at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping within, yeah, the next like 10 years that, yeah, we're at a stage where we're competing with um, Seattle, um, LA, Vancouver in terms of talent. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, projects. Be awesome, man. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait. Um, well, let's see. Is there is there anything else you'd like to touch on? No, I think we pretty much ran over. Yeah. Yeah. All. all the things that have happened up until this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to have you back on once the. Yeah this educational studio and is that what it's going to be called? What would you call it? It's very, it's probably, yeah, I think educational studios is a pretty, it's a pretty accurate description of what it, it, like a, yeah, just a multimedia educational studio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have you back on once that's up and running, man. For sure. It's been going for a little while and hear about some of the stories of these kids that are, you know, doing amazing projects and learn more about that well cool all right that was chapter six with jade warpenberg i'm your host bobby j and this is the city chaps podcast see you till next time if you paid attention, you'll see what I'm kicking. I'm wasting your money by saying it twice. Shit is a game, you wanna complain, you blaming your L's on the dice. Mama just
just ripped up the cobbler, so I had to call it a reserve slice. <laughs> Whole fam gotta eat. Hoes mouth don't get fed. So all I had to do is speak. Now I'm talking myself in the bread. And y'all been talking me disease. <laughs> Sleepwalking.